Hello, everybody, and welcome to Generally Casuals, the place where you can learn anything and everything casually. I'm one of your co-hosts, Michael, and joined with me, as always, is Richard. Wow. 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 That's a lot of rainbows. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of colors on the screen right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's what I want to say to the Supreme Court right now. I hope there's a lot of rainbows there. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, we can, uh, not the Supreme Court. Sorry. I meant, uh, the, um, <laughs> the, not the House of Representatives, the, the, the Senate. Senate. That's what I was <laughs> I was yeah. like, where are you going with this? Yeah. I want to say, I hope there's a lot of rainbows there. Uh, we, we crossed our fingers about the gay marriage bill. That's, <laughs> that's true. That's going to pass. It's reaffirms things we already got but yep. you know that was our past three weeks and today we're going to talk about something um happening i mean there's no real reason we weren't talking about it just because we want to talk about it right uh, yeah <laughs> yeah uh today's episode... well i mean all of our nature stuff and stuff it lends itself yeah, to yeah, that. yeah, we, yeah. We, last week we talked about our trip and everything. We were out in nature. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> trip. And also, we've had we've had friends who've experienced this before. Oh yeah. Um. So we are. And we've talk- listened to a couple podcasts. And yeah, other things yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. Uh, about people and their experiences. In fact, um, what's the show? There's like a show on Netflix that's like all about people tripping out and then telling that through like a podcast format, and then they put it like to an animation. It's kind of like Adventure Time. Oh, uh, yes. You're talking about Midnight. Midnight. Gospel? Yes. Yeah. Um, so in the effort to kind of represent that, we're going to talk about psilocybin. Or psilocybin. Psilocybin. Today. Also known as mushrooms. Yes, also known as mushrooms. So uh, we decided we would jump into this, and uh, there's been several, like, different research. Oh, there's uh, been a ton of research. So uh, to kind of go a little bit further, uh, drugs are you know kind of broken down Drugs. into variants we yeah. did we talked about controlled substances on a previous episode in this case like a year and a half ago yeah th- yeah this subsection of drugs is called psychedelics yes. which includes a number of different things uh lsd acid uh dmt mm-hmm. um and then obviously psilocybin and the categories associated with mushrooms because mushrooms is broken down into a couple different um, things the most common of which is psilocybin yes um which is the psychoactive chemical within mushrooms absolutely um and there are things like this that exist in other forms of different drugs but yes. we're specifically talking about the mushy mushes today yes because they uh are naturally derived from mm-hmm. these fungi um and now where do they reside on the uh, federal list of drugs right now i believe they're control th- Three, I think is I I looked it up. I don't. They, they are still very much illegal. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we, uh, but they are decriminalized in Oregon. Yes. Oh, interesting. Yes. Uh, well, so if you are out there and in Oregon, add some mushrooms to your pizza. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, Oregon has actually decriminalized a number of different drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the best that they could do. Well, yeah, uh, they're they're on their way to basically doing a legalization as a whole, mm-hmm. um, because I mean I think we kind of had the same standpoint in our controlled substances, uh, but more or less, it's less about the restriction and more about the support that people can find to not abuse the drug. Yes, that's the most important thing, and also to help expand. I mean, probably not their their straightforward example of doing this. But the whole reason why they were put on these classifications in the first place 
is so the government could experiment with them. Yes. And they move up and down these federal classifications depending on what the government feels is required and how dangerous the drug is. But the, the problem with that is that it hardly ever changes. Doesn't, once it gets well, it placed, doesn't change on the control yes. substance. Once, yeah. it, once it's put up on this list of like how illegal it is, it, it just stays there. And it is very hard for them to pull them down. Like we had that discussion, the marijuana discussion. Yes. It's like uh, it was put up in a, like what class one. Yeah, controlled like I don't remember, but yeah, yeah, it's, it was pretty it's high illegal... up there. Yeah, it was pretty high up yeah. there being illegal federally. So um, uh, a lot of people have been coming together, going like, okay, what are the positive benefits of these things, and how can we use them medically? Um, and that actually goes like right into what psilocybin does for people. Um, I saw a lot of articles, um, unless you want to touch on something else first. No, no, no. Okay. Um, I saw a lot of articles about that psilocybin can help with depression um, because it rewires your brain. Um, I mean, it makes sense. So uh, the whole thing with psilocybin um, as the psychedelic element to it is it varies from person to person Mm -hmm. as well as technically from the same person it it changes from mental state to mental state yeah um uh the other thing that i read about it is the less people not by themselves but smaller groups of people tend to have um when they share that experience together have a more positive experience yeah versus larger groups of people have more negative experience Not, not to say percentage of people but like it's better to do these type of things in a group of people mm-hmm. when where you have a support with yeah. you. Um, and that group of people tends to be better in smaller groups, like four or five or less, mm-hmm. as long as it's not by yourself. Like, yeah. it's never a good idea to do something by yourself when it's your first time or when you're experimenting with something. Yes, absolutely. Unless you're very confident in your own self and your own brain to be, like, handling it. Um but the reason why I brought that up is because with the group experience, uh, I saw a lot of quotations. And in fact, the article I'm reading right now is like it's psilocybin is called like the great re- uh, rewire mm-hmm. because um, it takes the neural pathways that your brain has forged your entire life and just obliterates them and, re- and like remove uh, moves them. Um so what that means is, like, over the course of your life, your brain will naturally develop neural pathways for convenience sake. So that way, parts of your brain can interact with each other a little bit easier. Um, and that also goes with your body. Um, helping your nerves and stuff process a little bit faster or just a little bit smoother or a little bit taking shortcuts so it doesn't have to work as hard. And what the psilocybin will do is it will either reforge or add more pathways uh, in a positive way to your brain. Um, obviously, that changes per person and dosage and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, there's a lot of different factors with mm-hmm. when it comes to psilocybin. Um, as has been told to me in the past, um, that how this works is basically it's done in measurements mm-hmm. um, and the uh, smaller or medium amounts of dosages and things like that um, can do a multitude of things. Either it can um, increase the overall feel of everything, Mm -hmm. it can increase the time, or um, it can increase the... 
Oh my goodness. I lost my train of thought, but those are the two main things. Um, it can increase, you know, if you decrease the dosage, it can decrease the time. Um, and it can decrease oh, okay. the wave. Okay. Okay. As it okay. Were. Yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and in addition to that, I mean, just talking about basic things, not, not depending on dosage level, but like almost any amount of psilocybin or mushrooms themselves, maybe it's in the mushroom, then the psilocybin, uh, will help um, open your irises. Oh, that's a natural state. Uh, the other thing is, is uh, yeah, pupil dilation is, there we go. is that's um, the right way to say it. Um, is a very we're casuals here. We're uh, not common, advice. We're not doing anything else. We're just being casual. Um, a common um thing to happen when you take mushrooms. The other thing is, is varying heart rate. Mm-hmm. Um, which obviously could be bad if you have heart problems, but um. It doesn't necessarily speed or slow. It can do either. Yeah. It just varies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the main thing mentally um, is your brain has a harder time um, determining uh, time. Yes. So uh, what I read about was how um, the kind of reworking of pathways then kind of affects your during the time when you're on the, the psilocybin. It deters your brain um from determining um lengths of time longer than 2.5 seconds and so that's the effect that is most commonly known as like uh minutes can feel like hours or things like that like time feels like it's slowing down even though time is running at the exact same thing um it just you just lose track of what's going on and all of a sudden it's like three hours later when it felt like it was two years later or something like that and with the pupil dilation that's also where people feel like they're seeing things right um in fact you kind of just get uh kind of like a little wavy motion to your eyes um kind of kind of not kaleidoscopes but like that's what i say every time I. well i mean your your cones because your pupils are so dilated it's letting all of the light so and so basically what you'll see like is described that things will move but that they'll just like shift in place oh yeah yeah it's a very common occurrence uh to have things that like if you look at something natural like a tree it looks like it's breathing yes um, oh, that's a that's a good way like it 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 it, like pulsates yeah pulsates is a good good way to describe it um yeah, and then that's what usually what causes people to be like, "Whoa, I saw the clouds like pulling me in." It's like, well, it's because your pupils are so wide that right. it's pulling it, it's taking it. Also, everything. is why people say sometimes things are more defined is because your pupils are so dilated that's pulling in all the color and everything else that you can see. Well, and obviously, then your brain could interpret those as patterns or mm-hmm. the things like that. Even, even to the point of like, uh, like grass because it's so textured or like a carpet like wrinkles on a carpet your brain can then interpret that as patterns and then you then kind of just let the the wave of of everything carry you over if you imagine if you will you are a child and you look up the clouds and the clouds are just clouds but then you go it's a dragon and then you see the dragon in the clouds (laughs) it's very similar to that where your brain takes the extra step just to be like hey now you're seeing this right but if you take a step back you're like oh i'm just seeing wavy patterns on the floor and then the wavy patterns turn into like a little elf. And then you're like, hey, elf, how you doing? And then you, then you go on a mystical adventure. And then, yeah. And then you're trapped in your own brain for four hours. And then, then you're like, I don't know where I'm going. Um, but 
one of the articles I read, and I think it was, I think if I'm, I'm already gone past it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's gone. Uh, but it was describing, it was describing basically that the theory behind psilocybin is not that it does, that it unrestricts your regular flow of consciousness. So to unpack that sentence. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, it's that the, the theory was that um, normally your body is in a state of restriction, helping limit the amount of information that goes into you to give yourself a more streamlined consciousness, right? So example, like you look at the sun or you look in into the night, the, the sky and your pupils constrict to help limit oh, the amount of information okay. that you're seeing. So your brain's doing that on a daily basis for multiple things. Yeah, your brain has a natural limiter, and it's purely to kind of keep you from over-processing yourself. Yeah, so you don't just fall down to the ground going, I can experience the world, and the universe is me. Well, um, not only that, it keeps your focus and mm -hmm. control and things like that. So that way, you know, we as a society are yes. very much like, a, I have to go do something. And yeah. You can't do that if it, you're processing everything It'd be very once. similar. You're watching a movie, but you can hear every single little sound that yeah. goes on in the theater. And you're just like, I can't. I you can't, can't focus on this. Yes, exactly. Right. Um, so the, the theory was, and this is, again, a theory. Who knows? Like, they're still studying psilocybin and mushrooms. And uh, they use more the um, the synthetic version instead of... Uh, mushrooms themselves because every mushroom has a different dose. Yes. Well, and uh, every mushroom is slightly different. Yes. Just anyway. like everything else. Yeah, because they're, um, they're natural. So yeah. <laughs> so um, they were talking about that what psilocybin does is that it actually helps uh, remove that limiter and helps your brain just fully take in more information at a time and that's what gives you the quote-unquote trip experience is that the limiter is slowly removed in waves and then your pupils dilate and then you're just suddenly take your brain's processing and you're pulling in more information than you normally do. And your brain's going, how do I react to this? Which I mean, overall makes sense. You, if you turn like your limiter off, then you're just full sensory mm -hmm. taking in everything. Mm -hmm. You're, you're any stimulation whatsoever. That's auditory. That's visual. That is, uh, they also talk about like suggestibility as part of this as well. So if you're sitting in a group with friends and they're talking, yeah, then the, like you're hearing what's going on and then that can also then mm -hmm. determine like, oh, I, I've heard this and now my brain is interpreting that information and leading me down a specific yeah. way. It's not to the point where it's like hypnosis. It's more like suggestibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with that, I mean. That's why I've definitely had a few friends who've told me that they've either gone on a full like adventure um, where their brain just was like having a good old time or they got locked in their own brain for like three hours and didn't move. And they were like, well, I was on an adventure in my own brain and I was stuck on thoughts. And I was like, yeah, wow. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. That kind of. <laughs> well, and obviously there's the like opposite side. There's like what they call like a bad trip. Mm. Um, which I, I don't feel, well, obviously it's based off of people's mental state, but I think also it has more to do, excuse me, with, um, kind of your interpretation of how things are going to go. If you're trying to determine, like saying, I'm not going to have a bad trip and, uh, 
I'm going to force my way through this thing. It's never a good idea mm-hmm. to kind of fight against what, what your kind of brain and body's doing, obviously within safety means, which is what I kind of talked about originally. If you are going to partake in this, it's highly recommend that you have a support person there. Yep. Someone who is there to ensure that you don't just give in to everything that's happening around that's you. Um, yes. Yes. Outside of safety limits. Yes. Um, I've definitely heard stories of, uh, and also experienced other people with their, on their adventures. And one of them was telling me a story. Basically they were like, yeah, I was sitting on the beach and I stared off in the horizon and the horizon turned into a face and the clouds turned into arms and the arms beckoned me into the ocean. And I was like, well, don't go into the ocean. Yeah. And I just watched them and they were like, and then I just sat there and I watched it. Yeah, that's I'm good. Like, I'm like, good, 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 good. good you good, sat good, good, there good. and watched it. <laughs> you did not disappear not into the water. <laughs> to go into the ocean. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with fire. Don't stick your hands in fire. No, you don't want to stick your hands in fire. Yeah, we kind of keep everything natural and safe, which, like I said, goes into the support. You want to be in a positive mm-hmm. environment mm-hmm. where there are happy, friendly people around you. Yeah. And earlier talking about like mental state changes. Um, it's really important, at least what I've, what I've read and from people who describe their stories to me, um, is that the mental state you are in, make sure it's a healthy one, a healthy oh, yeah. one for you. So what healthy means for you is what's important. Um, and basically that determines how you're going to feel for the next five, six hours, because oftentimes your brain will latch onto something during this experience and then start drifting towards that. So example, I've had a friend who get, who, who got stuck in a loop and the loop was that he was thinking negative thoughts about himself from his friends. And that started dragging him into not a loop, but a spiral down. Mm-hmm. And he just started thinking over and over and over again, like, why do I have these friends? Like, why are they friends with me? Here's a bunch of negative comments about myself. And then just like, like that's a normal depression spiral, but then it's heightened because of this drug. And the, the end result sometimes is, Oh, well we help destroy your ego it, because mushrooms is like an ego destroyer. Um, and hopefully that'll expand your thoughts to be like, Oh, well it's not true. You know, you should stop thinking these negative thoughts about yourself and learn how to deal with those thoughts. But oftentimes, if you don't have the support group there, right, you can't pull yourself back out. And this often happened with this friend who would go on his own and like be by himself for like 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And so without the support group, like that's what he would experience for five hours. And that sucks. Yeah. Um, and with the support group, he'd be like, hey, buddy, come back out here. Let's do some fun stuff together. And that helped him. He would come back up and be like happy again. And, you know, maybe not happy on the inside, but at least can, you know, vibe with the group enough to be like, Hey, I'm here and I'm not like fallen to a spiral. You've stopped my spiral. So, you know, it, it really depends on who you are and the dosage and your experience at the moment. Cause I know there's a lot of people out there who are like, I would never do that in a million years because I'm afraid of what my brain would show me. <laughs> well, and that's actually a good, good thing to talk about how the good thing about with um, mushrooms is that the dosage really affects mm-hmm. everything. 
So with mushrooms, it's become a big trend to, call, uh, to do what's called microdosing, where basically you take tiny little um, portions of it and then you take it over the course of time or um, you just do it just enough to kind of give you the experience without having to go on the full <laughs> adventure time mm -hmm. craziness. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is um, this is freshminds.com. And this article came out about like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And this was what I was talking about before with it being a treat treatment for depression. It's not that you just go, oh, I'm going to take 27 mushrooms and then I'm going to be okay. Oh. It's they microdose and then they're comparing a placebo pe person versus a microdose person for psilocybin. And they use 20 to 30 milligrams, which is really nothing. Yeah, that's tiny. Yeah, it's very tiny. And they said that uh, from their study in a group of 24 people, 12-month follow-up revealed that 75% of the participants have significant, clinically significant reduction in symptoms. Um, so it, obviously this is one study. There's 24 people. That's nothing yeah, for what a, a study should be. Um, and 75% of a 24-person uh, study is really nothing. Yeah. But – it's it's just interesting that the effects for these specific people are like, well, we're not making you trip out. We're making we're helping reforge some of these pathways, which have led a certain direction over time. We want to reforge them for more of a positive for you experience. And that's kind of the big thing about psychedelics in general is they talk about how you don't necessarily have to have one big experience to kind of change, mm -hmm. which. With with psychedelics, that that is sometimes what happens. You go yeah, crazy. Go or, watch Midnight you, Gospel. Yeah, exactly. You do. You basically go on like the hard end. You go take DMT, and then it's like a ten minute crazy experience. Literally your whole life. Yeah, that where you apparently lived like two, 12 years in that span of ten minutes, mm -hmm. and then you come out of it a very changed person because you've had these internal experiences yeah. with yourself. But at the same time, there's also people who don't do that. They do the microdosing element, and then over the course of time, it's like a slight change or yeah. like a I've I've felt differently when I've come out of it because yeah. of the experiences that I've had. Or, you know, you don't have to go fight a dragon and something in your brain to to have just a slight mental change or like an eye opening experience mm -hmm. or or just a mental refresh. Yeah, and that's that's exactly the point is that. Most of the changes to laws that maybe your your like drug pushing cousin isn't isn't the person who you're listening to, but maybe like the people who are trying to look for the scientific use or the medical use of a lot of these things, they're trying to push these things to say, hey, these have a better effect than just going, hey, I'm 15. And I've got a bunch of fun druggy friends and I'm going to go sit in their house and do a bunch of mushrooms. Yeah. The The point is that they're trying to say is, hey, while you can do that, there's also these very positive benefits that we're still experimenting with that might help you or might help a person who's going through some struggles next to you. And we want to make sure that everybody has access to everything that could possibly help them. Well, I mean, it kind of goes with how over the course of time, people recognize that certain things are, you know, that were initially seemed as very bad or very evil or, mm -hmm. or, or like demonic, whatever. Um, like D&D. &D. Sure. 
Um, I was going to say actually more like nuclear power. Yeah. Um, over the, you know, there was a big scare in the fifties, nuclear power. Oh my God. It's going to irradiate everybody and it's going to explode and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but over the course of time, they've recognized like, oh, there's more and more science being discovered about it. Mm -hmm. And now it's a lot more safer to use nuclear power than it was (laughs) in the fifties where one wrong thing equals everything explodes. It just requires more maintenance. Yeah, definitely. So it's kind of along the same lines as this. Like as even though in the 70s and 60s and things like that, everybody was like the war on drugs and we need to drugs are killing everything and blah, blah, blah. Um, Now, when it comes to abusing drugs, yes, obviously they tend to be bad things when you're left alone with no support system. Very and much. You just continuously do it. That's literally any drug. Yeah. Well, even and that's, me- that's the- with a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, if even you do the it in excess, easy medical ones. Yeah. yeah. If you do things in excess, it's generally not a good good thing for mm-hmm. you. However, there can be positive effects for a lot of that stuff, specifically psychedelics. And I'm happy that there are more people who are opening their minds up to finding alternate usages for... Mm-hmm. everything pretty much yeah and you know if we look back into history actually that might be a fun episode to do in the in the future is like looking at past medicines and seeing how far they've come um <laughs> i was gonna say snake juice yeah like, snake juice <laughs> Coca-Cola. Hey, we took this snake and we wrung it over this pot drink it <laughs> we we milked this snake of its venom <laughs> And, and we now, want you to drink and now the we venom. need you to drink it. We also put it in a vial with a little bit of cocaine and uh, some s- and some honey and, and I was water. I going to say some sugar, yeah. <laughs> some honey and some water. <laughs> see see how it does. Drink it. Don't it'll, worry, it'll cure your rickets. And... But you might be dead afterwards. Well, you know, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> well, it cured your rickets though, because <laughs> you don't have them. You don't have, you're not living anymore, but it did it. Um, but yeah, that's a. Uh... That that's a f- ex- more exciting part is seeing how far science will take these things and seeing what it transforms. You know, psychedelic psychedelically psilocybin uh, <laughs> psychedelics into. Um, and I think what Richard said is really important. Is like too many times when somebody needs support, they don't have it, so they just keep going on with whatever they're doing. And, you know, yes, there are a numer- numerous amount of drugs that have different impacts on the person, like someone who's doing a lot of marijuana. That's still a problem because if they're not happy, but they're all they know is to smoke, yeah, then that's a problem for them. It's like, yeah. you know, all I know is to smoke, but the smoking doesn't make me happy, but this is all I can do. It's like, it's, uh, marijuana I mean, is not addictive, but it is addictive in a way that... It, it puts you in a mental state that if you're just stuck in that mental state, it's going to be a problem for you. Yeah. I mean, obviously that has a lot to do with a number of other drugs, obviously heroin or really any painkiller on the, mm-hmm. on the high end, things like that. And those are more addictive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, the, the drug abuse is always a, a bad thing. Um, and that's why I'm hoping that, that the society as a whole can get away from the punishment element of it. It's not seen as a evil act. It's seen as someone who can be better supported and helped yeah. through whatever they're going through. And they want to learn. And that's the, that's the thing is that nobody should be punished for learning. 
as long as that learning comes in a safe and controlled way. Yeah. Which is why if you are out there and you live in Oregon uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh, you're looking to experiment, make sure you do it safely and make sure you do it with a buddy who's hopefully not doing it with you. Um, make sure you're surrounded by people um, that you trust. And that's the biggest thing is that um, definitely heard through the grapevine that doing it around, doing mushrooms around people who you're unfamiliar with or are strangers make puts you in a state of kind of like a, a fight or flight mode or like you're not really in an easy space to feel comfortable doing something and that puts you off when you start whatever your trip is. But being surrounded by people who you trust and you uh, support you and you at least have a person who's there to stop you from flying into the air into the sun fly yeah flying into the sun <laughs> don't be Icarus turning into a groundhog and digging under your house <laughs> or turning into a dolphin and swimming in the ocean and disappearing you know these are these are the friends that will be there to save your life <laughs> well and and the main thing also is um while um you want to keep everything a positive experience you want to ensure that um, as you just said, you're around people that you trust just to be able to keep you a little bit more. Uh, yep. In music land. Um, <laughs> but, uh, also in a, in a place where, you know, you will be safe. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, like, like we said before, don't fight like what's going on. It, yeah. it ends up in, in the experience that I've heard and the things that I've read it ends up making it worse off for you because yep. you're fighting something that is naturally mm -hmm. occurring after you. Obviously, when you take something, it's chemically doing something to you. Yes. And when you fight against it, that ends up, then you're fighting mm -hmm. against what's happening. And it's exactly like taking NyQuil and then fighting going to sleep. Yeah. Is your brain. It's not. <laughs> it's like very similar because your brain's like, hey, it's time to go to bed. And if you stay up, your brain's just going to be like, whoa, I'm silly now. It's It's the same thing. It's. If you don't, if you didn't want to do it in the first place, don't do it. Just yeah. you don't feel peer pressure. Don't be like, oh, everybody else is doing it. Maybe you can be that friend who's gonna take care of your your friends yeah. before they start driving a car on mushrooms. Um, so yeah, go hide keys. Uh, but <laughs> it, it's all based on how comfortable you are with experience, and that goes for anything. You know, even you know, trying uh, like sleeping drugs. You know, it's like if you're not comfortable with it, don't do it. You know. Oh, like sleeping pills. Yeah, sleeping pills. Um. Um. Anything, melatonin melatonin like anything in your life if you're not comfortable with it search out information about it ask your doctor um and then maybe don't ask your doctor about mushrooms no maybe don't ask about mushrooms. <laughs> hey, unless you have a cool doctor and, and like, doctor what do you feel about silly side bin um uh, what do you feel about it and then your doctor goes oh i've actually been doing mushroom for 27 years oh wow open-minded doctor and the doctor flips over and <laughs> Climbs out of the window on their feet. Well, <laughs> maybe not the best doctor. <laughs> I'll see you later, Batman. <laughs> maybe not a professional doctor. <laughs> Shoots their webs. Flies away. Plays Metallica in his head on his hand guitar. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're like, can I get a diagnosis for this this mole that I have in my arm? Do mushrooms for that. <laughs> oh, okay. I need to find a new doctor. <laughs> Well, if you're looking for a new doctor, don't look at us because we're generally casual and uh, we would like you to uh, 
review, rate, and subscribe, or just do the same thing I just said three times. Hit the like button. Smash that like button. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, biggest thing is oh, that, follow. Yeah, follow. That's is what it, we do now on on Apple Podcasts. Um, is to share our name as well around with friends if you're enjoying our podcast. You can email us at uh, generallycasual at gmail dot com with any suggestions, comments, uh, concerns, maybe, uh, <laughs> or if you just want to say hi, we're always looking for new people to talk to, um, and eventually, you know, have a good conversation with you all out there. But we will see you next week, uh, possibly with disability visibility, or we'll we'll let you know when that's coming up. So. It, we'll have a we'll have a book club coming up. Otherwise, we're yes. gonna keep going. Otherwise, we love you. We'll, we'll listen to you next time. You listen to us. Bye bye.